Welcome to the Hunter Sub side quest. Uh, today we are talking about, as we promised, Diablo One with the um, oh gosh, I forgot the name of the mod. The Hell Two um, mod. Hell Two mod. There you go. I was gonna say Hellfire, but it comes with Hellfire now if you bought it on good old games. Um, anyways, um, this is Fortwan, uh, and then uh, joining me today is just Leo Riser. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm stuck under this old church, and I'd like to find a way out. Yeah, that's that's how the game goes. Um, so as I mentioned, we are talking about Diablo One with the uh, Hell Two mod. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, <laughs> um, this is a heavily modified version of the original Diablo One game, um, and we will sort of go into our experience of playing it over the month and uh, my history of you know playing the game will help <laughs> facilitate this conversation a bit. Um, because uh, as we talked a little bit beforehand, neither of us actually finished a full playthrough. Um, I did dabble in three different classes when I was playing, um, and then I also and if you're uh, if you're aware of Diablo One and haven't played Hell Two mod, uh, there used to be only three classes. Now there's like thirty, so something like that. An obscene. Yeah, it's a lot, uh, a lot more than any other ARPG at the time. And also, this is kind of like the grandfather of the ARPGs, pretty much. Like I, I can't think of another one that came before it. No, uh, not that I'm aware of, which isn't saying much. I think Diablo 1 came out when I was in elementary school, so I wouldn't have a yeah, time to try I, it before that. I was like I was like 8 when I first heard about it. Like I, I was pretty pretty young. Yeah. Um and yeah, but I'll get into that. <laughs> um so first impressions, Leo, what did you like going into this like the first couple hours of playing how did you feel about diablo one so it was really interesting because i've played quite a few arpgs but mm -hmm. pretty much all the arpgs i've played are the newest generation you know path of exile diablo 3 grim dawn uh, mm -hmm. a couple others that i've dabbled in now have you actually... uh just a quick question have you played titan quest which was the precursor to grim dawn i have not played titan quest it's really good yeah i need to need to try it out um torchlight i played some of torchlight one and i've not mm -hmm. tried torchlight two but i've also heard it's good um people have enjoyed that but yeah. i've never actually played diablo two and i've never touched diablo one i've never gone back yeah. and played some of the older ones oh okay so you stuff. yeah because so, like diablo two is a direct inspiration for both torchlight path to exile yeah it's path. like like Chris Wilson made straight up money off of the Diablo 2 auction house. That's one of the things that he and how a bunch of the people that made Path met was through Diablo 2. Yeah. So it's a lot of yeah, stuff it's, like that. It's sort of the precursor to a lot of games. The only thing that I don't know that wasn't like directly spawned from Diablo 2 was the uh, THQ title Titan Quest, which eventually uh, those defunct people went on to make uh, Grim Dawn. Yeah. So... And I mean, heck, even in that one, you can see, you know, oh yeah, obvious inspirations like the the base gameplay of an isometric ARPG it goes back to Diablo one, and you know, this is my first time going back touching it uh, to the root. <laughs> yeah, um, which going back and then doing that with a mod slapped on top without ever having played the regular Diablo one was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, you can. It was really interesting because it felt dated at the on one hand mm -hmm. and I don't know it almost felt like some of the things that, that 
existed in it felt more dated because there is this mod on top that's only been out for you know less than a year that pulls a lot of inspiration. Oh, it just released like a couple months ago. This oh, mod. really? It, even yeah. I was going back when I was working on it. I saw some. Uh, I went back and looked for some of the um, some tips and tricks through it, and uh, like the oldest I could find was like Reddit posts talking about the Hell Two maybe ten months ago, and I think that's when it was even in beta. So yeah, yeah, it's super new and pulls a lot of inspiration and influences from the newer ARPGs and goes mm-hmm. back and applies them to this original game and it almost makes some of the like more dated stuff just even with control schemes and having to how like you'd have to go back and remap some of the hotkeys and all this stuff and how every single like initial spell is like in initially mapped individually to a different hotkey yeah i'm just like this is some of this stuff feels so old and it makes it feel even more old when i'm like loading in it's like all right here's these items that i'm seeing is that the art from a Path of Exile item? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. And he needed some more art assets, and he took them from a decent spot. I see that. That's, you know, for me, totally, you know, free mod, totally chill. I was just like, this feels, like, almost dissonant with mm-hmm. that. That said, you know, there was some things that he took that were really cool, like having the branching classes. I didn't even mm-hmm. know that Diablo 1 had so few as three. As three. I thought it might have had, like, six, because the general gist of the classes on this is, like, there's what six classes and each of those has a you know the straight class or then three like variations on it correct yeah so the original game had the um i don't want to say wizard because wizard's a bad word in diablo lore (laughs) the mage um so i had the mage the warrior and the i want to say the rogue yeah the rogue and um, those are the only three. Uh, when Hellfire came out, which was weird because Hellfire was an a, an, an official unofficial expansion. Um, I had never played Hellfire, uh, and I still hadn't even well after it had launched um, because they added the monk and the barbarian. Um, but as far as I know, Hellfire came out post Diablo two, which already had a barbarian. So. Barbarian and the monk. I, th- I think the monk is like a reskin of the rogue, and the barbarian is like a reskin of the warrior, which is a lot of what these new classes are: is reskins of the old models with yeah. like different stuff. But yeah, um, yeah. So those base classes that you're branching off of, for the most part, they are the original classes. Yeah, it's having that much variation definitely feels new. Like it feels mm-hmm. like something that a recent style game would do. Um, having that old school, like you're having to like click through and click to go to this spot and click to go to this spot, and it just feeling. I don't want to say unreactive because everything that you do it happens. It's just clunky. Mm-hmm. I guess would be the word that I'm looking for on it. It feels yeah. uh, not smooth. No, and that game never was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so for me, uh, I follow a lot of ARPG news. Um, I would say if I had to pick a genre, it's my favorite genre of video games. Like I've played, uh, I've played a lot in all of the different, you know, various games of those stuff. Like I talked about Titan quest, uh, listeners may know 
earlier in the year I would not shut up about Titan Quest because I had started playing it and then Atlantis came out. Get this, 16-year-old game gets an expansion. Like, why? <laughs> but it's THQ because they're doing crazy stuff right now. Uh, bu- you know, like buying all those IPs, updating yeah, old games. It's... Like, I-, I don't know what to think of them because like, they're doing well, but like they're doing well with like what would sounds like financially not secure stuff. Like, it's crazy. But anyways, like, so I'm a big fan of Titan Quest. I'd say of ARPGs behind the Diablo series. That's my favorite one. I've dabbled in Grim Dawn. Uh, I haven't got really far in it. Uh, I have played both Torchlights. In fact, I am currently playing uh, Torchlight 2 on my Switch. It is what has been on my Switch for a little while now. Because it just released a couple weeks ago on the Switch. Yeah, something like that. That's when I saw a lot of people that I... People that I know locally picking it up and talking about playing it was uh, they picked it up when it came out on the Switch and I was like ah I understand I have too many yeah. other things to do right now but yeah. I see uh, it. so I have a big history with Diablo one um, because like like I said I, I first knew about it when I was like eight years old uh, my parents got me a subscri- subscription to PC Gamer magazine when I was younger um, oh, classic and, and uh, I had. Um, they had a big like six page piece on the new upcoming game Diablo and I read the crap out of that thing and I was like oh I want this I want this of course I was like eight or nine or whatever I was and it's a mature game um now I didn't tell them that I had other mature games that they bought because they didn't pay attention at the time but they did pay attention to this one because it was on the family computer yeah um so I didn't end up getting it until I was like 11 or 12 so I had like three years of anticipation of this game. <laughs> <laughs> and then I played the crap out of it. And I played it for like two years. Uh, not probably straight, but off and on. Um, and I played it well into after the expansion for Diablo 2. And then jumped into Diablo 2. Because, you know, I was a kid and didn't have a lot of money. So Yeah. You know, you just keep playing those old games you've got. And you can't get the new ones. Yeah. So I have a big history with this game. Um it will never see the light of day because they have been deleted. But before I did this podcast, I actually did a full walkthrough of Diablo 1 on YouTube. Um, it is totally gone now. I have deleted that. It has been that purged. Used be, uh, that used to be part of my channel. Uh, I have attempted a couple times. I pretty much play this game yearly. Uh, however, the mod is something, like you said, new. And I hadn't even heard of Hell 1 or even thought about modding Diablo 1 uh, until recently, uh, came up on a Riker video, which Riker's a very good source for ARPG news, if you guys subscribe to him. Uh, YouTuber, that is. And, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I tried it out, and this is the result of that. So, um, do so like, to talk a little bit about the mod itself, essentially, it just makes the game harder and gives you some more customization is the boiled down version of what we're saying here. Like, and some quality of life. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Like from what I was reading and seeing, like in comparisons, trying to figure out like, okay, where's, uh, where is this making the changes? Cause I don't have a frame of reference. Right. A lot of it was that, you know, like you're saying, here's some quality of life improvements. Here's a lot more options and, a lot more customization via the subclasses, via a lot of equipment being added in, and mm-hmm. you know tuning. You know, one of the things they took from Diablo three was tuning and taking that. Like, the drops that you get are going to be much more specific and likely to be for you. 
thing. Right. Applying that, something that I would, at the one hand, love to see Path do, and the other hand, that would just kill a lot of what Path does. But, um, yeah. Yeah, like adding that on and just adding general quality of life and then just making it, you know, cranked up and reminding me that new, you know, new games are always saving and old games aren't. Uh, yeah. Found that out <laughs> the first time I encountered the butcher. <laughs> there were many so, more um, times I encountered the butcher. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm curious to hear what it was like meeting the Butcher for the first time in the old game, because the Butcher in Diablo 3 is, I mean, mechanics-wise, it's an okay fight, but it doesn't have near the horror and bravado that the old game did. Did that surprise you, or how was your first encounter with the Butcher? Well, it did surprise me when you just open a door on the second floor thinking, oh, hey, this is fine. I have been handling everything here with no issue. This is great. I'm just going to open this door. Why am I seeing something that reminds me very much of the first real boss that you fought, or second real boss that you fight in... No, first real boss. You fight him before you fight the king in Diablo 3. Um... What, so the butcher? First? Yeah, he's like, a he's like the third real boss. I can't, yeah, because you can't have remember the order. I've not uh, actually played. Oh, this. dude, I've played the game off and on since it came out in 2012. It's okay. Like I, I, I have an unusually high amount of knowledge for the Diablo series. <laughs> but yeah, he's the final. He's the final act uh, boss of Act okay, One. Yeah. And Leoric's the first one. Yeah, he's the yeah, first okay. boss, and then you fight Queen Ariana, which yeah. is the spider. I have the yep. order of those all messed up because after having completed the story the first time, I have only yeah. You just do bounty runs. The, yeah, I just do bounty runs and adventure, and it's like I need to kill these three guys. Uh, pick the order. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I see this guy. He's familiar. Um, he's not setting anything on fire. He's just hitting me very hard repeatedly, and I'm dying. Hmm. Oh, he's hitting me faster now. Hmm. This is a problem. Okay, I'm Flinch dead. Done. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Um. Oh, it's telling <laughs> me to load a save. Huh. Did I do that? Huh. Hey, I didn't nope. actually do that. <laughs> well, uh, let's yeah. try this again. And, oh, man. Um, yeah, that was a... Uh, so, that like surprise factor, that old school, like, here's a thing that you weren't expecting, just jumps out mm-hmm. and smacks the heck out of your feet, you know, feature felt you know one like a very old school game which was nice yeah, it felt it good there's yeah. some you know there's some nostalgia to that I mean, with uh re, you know remembering playing old games on you know nes and all that stuff but mm. uh there was more i'd say there's more horror to it because of that surprise factor and just that like i don't know what's going on this is hurting me what's going on here compared to the you know the newer iteration of the butcher in three where there's less horror because you you're loading in you're stepping into a boss room you know what you're going to be doing and for all of diablo 3 stuff like the art aesthetic on it has pulled it some away from that horror feel to more of a oh yeah to more of an adventure feel while still having like the the divine and demonic overwash on it it's yeah, less of a horror and more of a adventure feel. And yeah, you know, b- the butcher does a good job of demonstrating game mechanics and having telegraphed attacks, having 
things where it's like, all right, I need to stand here. Okay, I need to stand here. Okay, he, I can see that he's about to do the charge. I need to move over here. Okay, he's got he's doing the charge, but now half of the floor randomly is on fire. All these newer innovations to that fight that make it more mechanically sound and less bone-shatteringly horrifying of, I don't know why I'm dying, but I am, and he hurts me. Why is he back at full health? Why did his maximum health just increase? What's going on? Send help. I need the SWAT team on this guy. Let's go. That difference is very big and not unwelcome, but definitely different. Yeah, the uh, the problem, we're probably going to get some parallels talking about Diablo 3 from Diablo 1 because they're the most, in the same series, they're the, the furthest apart you can get, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, the big problem with the Diablo 3 Butcher is that you lose all of that surprise and all of that horror of what the Butcher was. It's like, it's like they remembered the, fa- like the, you know, Blizzard remembered like, hey, everyone loved the butcher fight like the butcher fight is like um it's like everyone's first big target monster and monster hunter like everyone just remembers like this is where the game hooked me right he's and, not difficult but i remember that jaggy yeah right right so like, mine was the original ps2 cut queue. like yeah. i'm just like oh gosh this is what the game is i'm in like um so the butcher was that for a lot of people in Diablo because it's like, okay, it's kind of cool. They get the Tristram thing theme going on the, you know, the, the iconic like string going on yeah. and the, the, just the sort of the dark and moodiness and like, but you're like, okay, it's kind of cool. And then you hit the butcher and it goes from creepy to horrifying, like immediately. Like when I was a kid and I ran into the butcher, I screamed and ran away from the computer like, and that wasn't like an uncommon thing. And I would think I was like 11 or 12. <laughs> like, like it was not, <laughs> it was not a normal thing for 11 or 12 year old boy to scream like a girl and run away from the computer. But Hey, speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> well, perceived normal. I would say I still do it. I still do it as a grown adult. Hey, you know what? More power to you. I still cry a lot during movies. A lot. <laughs> Um, the, uh, so like the, the Diablo three butcher loses all of the bravado because they gave it so much bravado, like they gave it so much like, Hey, you remember the butcher? Here he is. He's big. He's loud. He has fire. It's like, Holy cow. What is this? Like smash TV now? Like what the crap now people will crap all over Magda as a character all day. I get where she's coming from because I actually like Diablo 3 story. I know people like <gasps> unsubscribe now. Sorry. I'm just going to talk my opinion, but like I like the story to a degree. It's not the best, but and Magda is certainly a weak point in that story, but definitely that was not the way to introduce the butcher. In fact, the way to introduce the butcher is to not introduce the butcher. <laughs> if he just Kool-Aid manned in, halfway through like if they just extended out i don't know like the leoric delve and even made the butcher less difficult but just had him come crashing in through a wall at some point mm-hmm. um i probably would have cried and yeah definitely would have had a lot more of a similar impact to this of just a 
And I think they even might do that with some lesser mini boss at some point, if I'm remembering right, where you're going through and you're walking through and just a boss crashes through a wall. There's no like real lead up to the fact that it's going to happen. But uh, they also you, make it you might be talking about the Siege one. Breaker. Yeah, something like I think that might be it. Yeah, in Act 3, it's a giant, yeah. like, four-legged guy with blade arms or whatever. Yeah, it just um, comes bashing in. That's who I'm thinking of. If they mm-hmm. had if they had done that with the Butcher and just made him come screaming in with the hook shot and the charges through some wall somewhere, probably would have had a much more yeah. similar impact to my experience with Diablo 1 on just opening that door and wondering what happened to my health bar. Yeah, yeah, and... Uh, we're spending a lot of time in the butcher, but there's a reason why we are. Like, like the butcher, I would say, is the um, heart of the game. I would say of Diablo One. It sort of summarizes the experience of what you're going to go through in Diablo One, even if you don't get to the end, which neither of us did in this playthrough. Although I have beaten this game several times without this mod. Um, but back to the mod itself, uh, it makes it crazy more difficult. It puts a lot of restrictions uh, there that weren't there before. Um, for instance, uh, TPing or town portaling, not toilet papering, um, in mid-fight to survive was a thing and has been a thing in a lot of games, um, especially the older ones. I mean, heck, that's actually still a strategy until you hit the end game and path. Like That is one of the things that I remember distinctly mm-hmm. doing until they re like i won't say recently i my timeline with path is all sorts of skewed but they added an option of instead of when you die at a boss only going back to town you can go back to your last checkpoint which would be the boss door and they added that right. in specifically because they were like we're we're tired of taxing people portal scrolls to have a backup spot on this boss fight and yeah for every time you die so that classic feel is definitely something that rings true. Right. And what they do for this mod is they lock you out of saving, uh, down portaling, doing anything until you are no longer in combat, yep. in quotation marks. Yep. You have killed everything. So it makes the game a lot more dangerous. It makes you have to take it even slower than what you would before because, yeah, that walk speed... <laughs> that walk speed is real slow. Oh yeah, and um, guess what? Nothing is faster. Like, like if you're in a, f- you get down into uh, so the, the there's different stages. You didn't get there, but there's different like tile sets, right? So you have the the church, then you have the catacombs, then you have the caves, then you have hell. Yeah. And when you're in hell, you're fighting succubi, and Succubi, you know, it's demon. You know, they're naked ladies that like to seduce people with bat wings. Um, in the game, they don't really do that. They sh- fire these, like, crazy damaging homing missiles at you. So they do this thing where they run away from you, turn around and shoot. They're basically kiting you. Um, and your walk speed is the same. So you're depending on them to shoot you so that you can catch up. But sometimes... The flinch animation makes it so that it, it nets even. So you're in this perpetual, like, ow, 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 trying to catch up to them. Like, it's pretty dated on that aspect. <laughs> and they didn't change that. <laughs> yeah, it's the 
the kiting with the move speed just sounds honestly horrendous. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's that was a thing. And yeah, slowing like slowing down the game. That's one of the things I felt is just like, and part of why I didn't even get all that far when we played is it, just going through everything. It it feels like you're having to go at almost a glacial pace. Oh yeah, which maybe like part of that might just be a disservice to the fact that I didn't play one and so I'm not used to whatever pace it also had but it just made it feel like this is a very slow grindy experience mm-hmm. that I'm maybe not yeah. as tied to because I didn't play just base one but I'm just like yeah. this is that's probably one of the things that felt most dated is just how slow and grindy of a thing it was right yeah um so uh as far as like other things the mod does, there's quality of life changes. Uh, like we said, one of the things is like when you're selling and buying stuff, you can now like shift click it to switch inventories, which is like a normal everyday thing yeah. in ARPGs. Yeah, that wasn't present before. There was no way to sort things until now. Like just all sorts of just like quality of life stuff that you wouldn't really you kind of take for granted. Uh, like you just kind of wouldn't and like uh, like you wouldn't think that like hey this was never a thing like in Diablo 1 it was never a thing like you had to organize your your inventory manually you had (laughs) oh gosh um like the even the gold is better like you pick up gold and it's got like a gold counter or whatever on your inventory it used to be like stacks of 5,000 gold in your inventory oh gosh so like it was it was pretty bad and there wasn't any way to like get extra space and that kind of thing. Um, like it's just, it's an old dated game, but I still love it. Like, Oh yeah. It, the, there's a lot of reasons to go back and play it. Um, and the hell two mod, unfortunately, uh, I will say this, uh, that unfortunately it just makes it so hard that maybe don't use the mod. Like, uh, yeah. Um, for anyone listening, uh, Leo's recommendation, if you've never played Diablo 1, play Diablo 1 without the Hell 2 mod first. That would be mm-hmm. uh, that'd be my strong recommendation. Then grab the Hell 2 mod so you can appreciate the quality of life and the difficulty. <laughs> right. Um, um, warned, the butcher will kill you. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so I want to touch a little bit on the story. I know you didn't get too far into it. No, um, but I know the general gist. Right, so... You kind of get a recap anyway when you're playing Diablo 2 or Diablo 3. They both kind of... Although Diablo 3 retcons some stuff, which yeah. is interesting. Um, so basically, the story of Diablo 1 is you are an adventurer who wanders into town and everyone's like just having a bad year or a bad life because the town is just in squalor. And yeah, you find out that like the king of the land uh, set up his like base of operations here but like it's literally just a hovel of like six houses so like okay there's like four but people has living ju- in this village right uh, it's just like okay cool like this is weird um, but basically his son gets kidnapped and they go into the dungeon after him after the son gets kidnapped uh you figure out that basically 
all in the, there's a lot of lore that surrounds the Diablo universe that is outside of the games that affects the games directly. And you don't hear about any of this in Diablo 1. In Diablo 1, you just know the events, and then they talk a little bit about the Sin War and all that kind of stuff in books. But basically, the story is go down into the dungeon. You're trying to find the king. You're trying to find the son. You end up fighting King Leoric. He's a skeleton now, raised by uh, Diablo himself, you know, the namesake of the game. Uh, and sort of like wants revenge on everything. Uh, they flesh out his story a lot better in Diablo 3. Uh, Basically, he's just like, hey, I'm a bad guy now and a skeleton in Diablo. <laughs> you can't be good when you're nothing but when you're nothing but bones and a crown. Right. And as cool as the butcher is, he's a he's a chance. There's a chance that he won't spawn. And on top of that, he's not specific to the story other than a guy who's butchered laying outside of the church telling you about what happened uh, to the adventuring party that went to go save the king's son. Um so you go further down, uh, you find out that the, the son was kidnapped by the Archbishop Lazarus. Uh, you kill Lazarus, which is the one like story boss that has a cutscene before the final boss in the game ever. And I think it's the only non-random boss aside from Diablo also. Um, but you won't see him till you're all the way down in hell. And then you fight Diablo and kill him and you find out there's a soul stone and you take out the soul stone... Uh, which basically is containing Diablo's soul from when he was captured. Uh, and you pull it out, and you find out that the king's son was the possessee of Diablo. And depending on which class you're playing, you plunge it to your forehead, and you get a nice little cutscene of you screaming while Diablo is trapped in your head. Hmm. Uh, in, in an attempt to be the powerful enough to control him. Um, so yeah, that is the story of Diablo 1. Uh, very dark, very grim. Uh, the game reflects this very well. Certainly. Um, so, uh, one of the big things about Diablo 1 is the atmosphere. Uh, and the atmosphere is just this dark and brooding and, like, sort of hopeless, hopelessness, but it's sort of tempered by this mystery and adventure that is just the act of playing the game. Um... There's a lot of books you can find that, that that expound on the lore and that kind of stuff, and has this really cool, like, uh, deep narration that I do believe is supposed to be the warrior's voice. Um, I think the rogue and the mage actually have their own voice lines for everything too. I'm not sure, um, but but yeah. So like, how did you feel about the atmosphere? Because that, that was certainly there without the story. Yeah, the atmosphere was 100. Like, it's dark. It's you know, like you said, dark. It's brooding. It's it does a good job of portraying that like this is this is hopeless it feels like an old school dungeon crawl like mm -hmm. with that old school mindset of you're not in this to you know play through and win you're in this to maybe survive and <laughs> yeah. there's an emphasis on the maybe you were not here to make it fun for you this is you know tomb of horrors bullshit in opening up things and dying and right while that's um while that is difficult and that feels very old school it offers that you know sense of hopelessness that sense of 
you know, this is just dark, it's oppressive, like, the the somberness of the music, like, everything takes it very seriously, very slowly, very methodically, and it it all comes together very well. Mm-hmm. Like, I can... It, yeah, it's... It, as far as, like, uh, you know, there's that big push, you even mentioned it, Diablo 3 has that sort of adventure feel. Uh, it kind of got that... Uh, uh, it got made fun of, and they were calling it like "Wow, cartoony mode" and that kind of stuff, and and like because like in compared to Diablo two, blah blah blah, and it was like compared to Diablo one, Diablo two was like a freaking Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, like- <laughs> I mean, and cutting out like two in the middle is it makes that contrast even more huge. Like you go from, and part of it is just the graphics of the time. But you go from just a very like everything's very realistic, everything's very or, you know, air quotes realistic, but everything is very, you know, similar, very clean, very limited models, but even the models, you know, they're not outlandish. Like, the Butcher goes from this, you know, in 3 is this big corpulent demon with this huge axe and a hook, and, you know, it's like three times your size, to a dude that's red and kind of skinny and just a little taller than you, and he it looks like he has an oversized Butcher Cleaver in his hand, and there's not a whole lot of difference so you don't have that like stylized silhouettes that you know blizzard in general has really gone towards as an overall art style and have something a lot i'm not gonna say cleaner but a lot grittier yeah i uh (laughs) i um i was gonna say like the there's a there's you didn't get this far because it only appears in a catacomb um, but have you heard about the the quest, the Halls of the Blind? Yes. So, for our listeners, I'm going to read the poem that initiates this quest. Oh, it's, this, the, one, it's the one that you that, really like? Oh, yeah. Uh, this, like, with the butcher in this, like, this will talk about the atmosphere to a key. So, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it now. It says, I can see what you see not, vision milky, then eyes rot. When you turn, they will be gone, whispering their hidden song. Then you see what cannot be, shadows move where light should be. Out of darkness, out of mind, cast down into the halls of the blind. And I read it kind of fast, because, like, you know, I don't, we aren't here to do 421 poem reading. But, like, the <laughs> the uh, that is, like, the atmosphere of the game. And it's, like, dark and gravelly when he's reading it, too. Because uh, I no- mostly play the warrior when I'm when I'm doing my own playthroughs and that kind of stuff um yeah it's just like it's such it's such a like i i don't like it's just so dark but it's not like it doesn't feel like it's dark just to be dark it feels like it's dark and it earned it with that world building you know what i mean yes i definitely agree with that like i don't know i feel like the the comparison would be like diablo 3 makes you feel like a hero and Diablo 1 makes you just feel like a guy that's trapped. Yeah. You're just like, well, I am at this like at that point you're just like, well, I'm down here and I'm going back up is a mistake and going back down is a mistake. So I guess I'm going to make one of these two mistakes anyway. And the caveat right. of the game is you're going to make the mistake that involves you trying to progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, like it's just like I have a lot of history of the game. Uh, I had a lot of fun replaying it. Now, um, one of the uh, one of the big things that was changed, uh, we dabbled a little bit, is the classes. Um, so, what did you end up playing, Leo? So, I ended up playing. Uh, it was one of the 
warrior subclasses. Let me pull up real quick because like the names. So I played the. Uh, oh, I played the guardian because I okay. was like, all right, this is gonna be more difficult. Um, this is a slower paced thing. I'm gonna go with something that both emphasizes, from what I read, you know, big two handed weapons and being more defensive and wearing the heaviest armor. Also, I every ARPG, I always start in first round through as being like, all right, who is the strength based, strong, beefy boy that's going to be more likely straightforward? Let me just experience the game more without having to both experience the without having to figure out you know the mechanics end of the game i can just be like all right this is simple straightforward i'm going to throw myself at this with a slab of beef and figure out the game then i'll go back and figure out how to do all the finessey fiddly bits that require me to actually know what i'm doing Mm -hmm. and uh, that is the only one i played through all this um i thought more thought about going back and doing um, another run initially when mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to try this. I'll, you know, see how far I get. Then I'll pick up something else. And then I was like, all right, I still do not know enough of what I'm doing at the end of this, like at the end of each of these saves to be like, all mm-hmm. right, I'm going to, um, I'm going to go back and try something else. It's like, all right, I'm just going to keep progressing with my tanky boy so that I can see a little more. Cause I'm not getting mm-hmm. back this far as an archer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so I, I played, um, just with this mod, um, I played a Berserker, uh, which is another warrior mod. Um, and I don't really know the differences between a guard and a Berserker, other than, like, my items are, like, two-handed axes. Um, and I think, like, I think like the perks that you get, which perks are brand new to the game, there's, they're not, like... There's basically, like, skill trees that were never in Diablo 1. You yeah. didn't get that. Um, you just got stats, and stats got you different gear that would, like, the warriors just got better strength stats, so they had better weapons and armor, and the mages got better int stats, so they got better spells, and a rogue got better bows. Like, yeah, that was that was essentially it of uh, the itemization. So the berserker, um, like, it didn't really feel like uh, it felt like a warrior who just like specialized in axes to me. Which is fine, right? Um, I think that with actually him, is what it says. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with him, I got... Uh, let me see. I got to about the catacombs. So we're talking like floor 6 out of 15. Um, so I didn't get very far with him. But before that, I used a... Was it a dead eye or something like that? One of the, uh, one of the rogues sharpshooter yeah off of the archer looks like yeah um that one was interesting because they got like a bunch of bonus damage and that kind of stuff um so yeah i was like the high damage like like sniper yeah uh that felt cool she got all the way to uh the lower levels of hell so i was like floor 13 14 i probably was very close to lazarus himself uh before diablo um so yeah, I got really far with that one. Um, it was, it was kind of cool. I wanted to go back and play one of the wizards, uh, the summoner specifically. I think I wanted to try, um, but I just didn't. I said it again. One of the mages. 
I keep I'm gonna keep saying that because like wizard is like the stereotypical like magic user in like fantasy gaming. Yeah, but, and I think they but, even yeah. like, just bit the bullet on in three, and I think the magic user is just a wizard there. Well, they explain why they don't use wizards because in the lore, a wizard is someone who is uh, exiled from the magic. Uh, the mages, uh, the mages are like a society. Like a wizard is someone who has broken the war rules. Like you, a wizard is a derogatory tor- term for a magic user. In fact, a um, little bit of lore, uh, Diablo 2, there was a class in the expansion called the Assassin. And, of course, an assassin, yeah, the, that means what it means in real life. They, he likes to assassinate. Yeah, they, they assassinate people. Well, the assassins are specifically out there to kill wizards, people huh. who have broken, uh, broken the edicts of the magic laws and that kind of stuff. Interesting. So, yeah, a wizard is like a bad term in Diablo lore, but like you play one in Diablo 3, but they tell you why. Like If you play the wizard and like follow her story a bit, yeah, yeah, she's a wizard. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, so I played uh, the sharpshooter and I played the berserker and I wanted to play a mage. I just never got got around to it because, well, lo and behold, reason why it's just us two uh, and some other people aren't joining us is... Iceborne, Monster Hunter Iceborne came out while we were supposed to be playing this. And I guarantee you both of us probably have not played as much as we would have had Iceborne come out, not come out. Uh, I was hit with the double whammy. Iceborne and Path of Exile's newest league dropped on the same day. Yeah, I heard I about was, that. I was a sad boy. <laughs> I would have prioritized Monster Hunter all day, every day. Like, um, my brother, he's a big Borderlands 3 Oh, yeah, and that came out, like, he's, the week after, didn't it? Right, yeah, he's big into Borderlands. Like, him and his college buddy played through everything. And this is the first release he wasn't going to get to play with his college buddy because, you know, married kids, and they've sort of grown apart and that kind of stuff. And he's like, no, I totally got your back, dude, since I'm, I'm now living closer <laughs> to my family. And we were both like, nah, we're going to wait till Christmas for Borderlands. Like, we had to prioritize stuff. Like, Yeah, Borderlands um, is one of those games where I'm, like, heavy on the, I'll pick up, I like these games. I'll pick up the game of the year edition like a year later with all the expansion stuff. That's the yeah. Game. I think he was going to go full season pass, and we were going to see if we could split screen it uh, yeah. or something. Um, so we'll we'll see. Or uh, we might end up just getting two copies and two season passes. I don't know. Yeah, I know. That However, life. that works out. Uh-huh. Um, but that'll be that'll be December timeline. That won't be now. Um, but yeah, so like, I, I'm sure that we probably would have played more. Um, but I felt like having like even a small taste of what the mod is in Diablo One was was good enough. Um, we don't. I personally don't have a lot more to say about the game um, without you know gushing over the atmosphere and the game <laughs> like that kind of stuff. We touched a little bit on gameplay, um, but essentially take everything that you play in path of exile and tune it down to like one or two skills which i mean some gameplay of path of exile is based on one two one or two skills but like for the war you feel like no skills just straight up sword and board yeah no, <laughs> um, it's very simplified uh and very slow and methodical um but but yeah, so I guess we're to the final thought. So Leo, yeah. we've touched a little bit on your opinion. Like, what would you say Diablo One is for you at this point? It was an interesting. I don't know. It was an interesting experience to go back and, you know, essentially 
take all of my knowledge and experience of the newest versions of ARPGs and then go back and just experience what essentially was the progenitor for all of them in, you know, much like you, probably the genre of game that I have the most hours in, um, most time in. I do not want to know the hours played on Path. I never linked it to Steam for a very good reason. And so... Uh, well... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't link it to Steam because I don't like Steam. But yeah. uh, I know for a fact I breached the four thousand hours in Diablo two, uh, Diablo three. Yeah, it's uh, it's like because mm, yeah, I let's just not. And so, seeing some of like seeing what started it all was nice, and getting to experience it with a mod that even ramped some stuff up and, in some ways, made it made some of the old stuff on it shine or show more because it had some of those newer versions on it was neat. And a good experience. I'm probably going to, when I have another lull time, go back and actually play just the base Diablo one, and get at least one playthrough done on that, just to, just to yeah. know, and have experienced that. But it also makes okay. me appreciate the new aspects of game design that have been applied to ARPGs, quite a bit more. <laughs> You're gonna go back to, uh, to Path of Exile and just be like. I don't know why I ever left you and just hug it. I went like, back. I loaded in on a summoner with very little, and even that, I was like, dear lord, I have next to no increased move speed. I just have, like, the bare bit that I have on my boots, and I was like, dear lord, I feel like I am flying right now. <laughs> I, oh, man. If I went straight from the mod to, like, one of my past league, like, speed farming characters that has insane increased move speed i might have an aneurysm <laughs> uh, well uh for me uh i love diablo one uh so like i'm always gonna recommend that game for anyone who ever wants to see where the series came from and that kind of thing uh however I, there's the big caveat that it is an older game it is more slow it is methodical you will have to play it differently even diablo 2 is a totally different animal than Diablo 1 because of the move speed, uh, like you're saying, uh, and that kind of stuff. And um, I would say the Hell 2 mod is interesting, and if you have experience with Diablo 1, uh, for someone like me who's played it a lot, I feel it's a good way to challenge yourself if you need to be challenged. Um, but if you don't, then don't. Like, it's, it's a very hit or miss for me on what the mod is and does. Um, I'm interested to go back and play some maybe some caster classes. So this might actually be... Because I do still play Diablo 1, uh, you know, every once in a while just to get back into it because I like it. Um, it's like that classic Doom and um, some of the old Marios are the ones that I'll go back to yearly. Uh, just to sort of like, hey, I just want to play this to relax and that yeah. kind of stuff classic um, Mega Man's for me same same feel you know go back play some play some old beginning of the gamer time roots remind us all why we spend so much time yeah. as adults on these hobbies yeah yeah and I yeah I totally it's exactly what it is and um yeah and also I've streamed on Twitch playing classic Doom um but no I don't I've yet to have anyone actually watch the only time I've had people watch is when I did some Monster Hunter World uh, when Lunaster came out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's, yeah, I'm not much of a streamer anyway. So, um, oh, so that's it for 
Diablo 1, um, so it sounds like both of us are like, hey, it's a cool game, but, you know, take it or leave it with the mod. <laughs> yeah. Like, eh. <laughs> it might appeal to people that really like roguelike, like roguelites and roguelikes as well. Yeah. Because it, yeah, it I adds some that. of that. Like, you have the ability to save, but it adds a lot of that same mindset of taking things very slowly and methodically and yeah, applying I, it to Diablo 1. Now, uh... As far as I have always done, so this is built into the base game, you can save and start a new game with your saved character hmm. um, to sort of, like, start over again. And that's kind of the, I would say, the accepted method is, like, maybe your third attempt through the story is when you'll actually do it. Um, so you can sort of, like, grind levels. Interesting. Uh, so, like, that kind of ends up being what it is in the later game. Uh, I was going to mention that earlier, but it's just sort of like, it's just like non-consequential sometimes when you're like, okay, I'd rather just push because you do have to go through those old floors. That's why there actually is shortcuts, but you still will have to, like, <laughs> um, you'll still have to, like, at least breach those levels to get to those next shortcuts. And then even then, a lot of times you want to go, like, a whole level set back just to sort of ease your character in because uh, leveling is kind of slow eventually um, but yeah it's that's what the normal accepted play is so interesting so for me it's a thumbs up for Diablo 1 and a thumbs sideways for Hell 2 like yeah <laughs> um, and I kind of got that impression for you too uh, that's about where I'd be at yeah um, so for next month, um, hopefully we're going to have the full four. Uh, it's sounding like we will. Um, but we will actually be going to a game we've been talking about a lot today, which is Path of Exile. It um, feels like you might be accepting this just to get me to shut up about Path. But that's not going to no, happen. No, I, here, here's the thing. <laughs> I actually kind of enjoy the game. Um, I have played... Uh, so just a little bit of history for me with this. I have attempted to get into Path of Exile several times. Um, but it was always to sort of tide me over until something else came out. Um, so I never really got my teeth into the game as much as I could have. Um, so I'm excited to sort of like just give myself a reason to push and actually do the full campaign because I never had before. Um, I think the closest I got, I got to like Act 3 in 2017. Like In 2017... There might Early have been. 2017. There it was might like have the been. Week- there definitely would have been Act 4. You might not even have had much to progress past as far as Acts at that point. No, it was definitely still at the point where you would play through the multiple difficulties. I know that. Because okay, I yeah. know when that patch came out, that it was like, no, it's one chain of campaigns. That was like the next patch when I stopped playing. Yeah, it sounds about um, right. Because that patch dropped the same day as the Switch. Yeah. Which is, which is what I was waiting to get. And that's what I was playing, waiting for the Switch. Um, I have a famously way downvoted post on Path of Exile uh, Reddit, uh, <laughs> famously for me, uh, not anyone else, because no one else liked it. Because um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Diablo. I love Diablo 3. Uh, it has its downfalls. But like, I feel like between the two, Path of Exile far less expects respects your time than Diablo 3 because Diablo 3 knows what it is. It's like, hey, you're going to be here to grind and have some fun. Uh, we don't, like, it's not a game you have to put your brain into a lot unless you're going for high-end, you know, greater rift pushing. Yeah. And Path of Exile was like, oh, you made your build wrong. Make a new one. Like, oh, oh, 
that's not cool. And that's the that's kind of how I felt uh, because I made a bad build that was I don't remember what class I was. I want to say I was the Templar. Ah, and you're running just, around as an old man without pants. The classic. Yes. Uh, and I just, like, I felt like I, I felt like my time was wasted because it was like, no, 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 your build is just terrible. I'm like, oh. But I wanted to... What, this big tree, I wanted freedom of choice. It's like, yeah, it's kind of there. <laughs> there <laughs> kind of not. There is definitely some aspect of that. And we'll definitely... We'll get more into it oh, yeah, in yeah, a month. Yeah, uh, which yeah that, that's for. what I'm saying, like... I'm going into this having played it before. I just haven't ever got very far because I'm like, I'm still in the mindset of other games, and then I just sort of got disinterested and walked away. Yeah. Uh, that happened again earlier this year. I played uh, up to level 31 an archer yep. uh, of some sort. Uh, I think they're called the ranger. Yeah, ranger is the um, base dex archer class. Right. Uh, and I've actually already... Uh, pre-started this weekend actually uh, my next class which is the berserker or whatever he is the marauder uh, the delicious maori knockoff that i find myself gravitating back towards as my third yeah. or fourth alt every single league yeah so like i have been playing that because um, that tends to be my default is the sort of berserker barbarian class kind of thing which it's kind of weird. I like in D and D and stuff. I favor rogues, but like for some reason ARPGs, I like this sort of the the get in their face and bash them with a hammer kind of deal. But yeah, There's so something yeah, that's... to be said for simplicity and uh, solving all problems with violence. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So yeah, that will be what we'll be playing next month. Hope you guys play along with us. Um, it will probably be the end. Of October that we get to be recording that we had to delay this one Iceborne and scheduling and whatnot because you know now I'm running three podcasts it's, so yeah it's like when the main podcast is about Monster Hunter and a new Monster Hunter expansion drops it, we all end up playing a whole lot of Monster Hunter it that just floors me I wonder why that would happen yeah I, I don't I don't know I, well the thing is like uh, it used to be solely about Monster Hunter and now we're not like yeah uh. I try to be more general. Um, it's just the fact that, you know, Monster Hunter dropped and we're all, that's what we've been playing, so why bother talking about too much other stuff? So, um, but yeah, anyways, yeah. Uh, I think that's it for us. Um, so we'll go ahead and sign off here. Uh, this is Fortuan. You can catch me at HuntersHubPod on Twitter. Uh, you'll probably see me doing some Monster Hunter stuff. Uh, how far are you in Monster Hunter, Leo? Um, I have not actually finished the story, but I know pretty much everything that happens, and I'm pretty close to the end. Like, I've gotten through um, Vulcana and a couple of the elders that pop up after. Okay. So, so. you know about the Metallic Losnian yeah, then, right? Yeah, I know about okay. Metallics and all that stuff. So, uh, so uh, on Twitter, you might see my post that says, hey, because I'm a crown hunter, I like to do the crowns. Yes. Um, my first Rathalos was a silver crown small, my straight up first one. Nice. Um, so I put that on Twitter. Um, hopefully it isn't too much of a spoiler for people, but yeah, you'll see stuff like that on there. Um, I also have a Patreon, uh, it's just a tip jar if you like, it's just fortuan at patreon.com. Throw your dollars uh, at them. Yeah. yeah, whatever, whatever you want to do. It's cool. Uh, and I also do D and D ecologies that, you know, that go off of that too. Um, so Yeah. So that's it for me, and I, I will see you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Leah? 
Uh, well, I will hopefully have found my way out of the cathedral and probably to the map device by then. Um, you can find me at the Leo Riser on Twitter. I'm somewhat starting to actually post and put things up on there. I might snag some screenshots and uh, whatnot from Path since uh, that's going to be our next one. Mm-hmm. Mostly of being like, hey, this is how much I have uh, failed at this point. Time to make the fourth build. Wow. <laughs> I'm excited to see this kind of stuff. I'm I'm kind of going to use you as a Sherpa to get through this. Because Please do. Uh, it's I, one of the things that I very much enjoy doing is helping people get through and get over that initial hump of mm-hmm. Path of Exile. Because there are definitely some, like you're saying, initial humps. And at this point, I have converted many friends and many people being like, all right, let's get you through your first character or two. Get mm-hmm. you the, get you equipped with what you need so that you can feel comfortable on your own in it. And then, you know, now I've got my best friend being like, hey, um, so we uh, it's day one of the new league and we've cleared our way to maps and um, <laughs> I'm one of the, like the better builds going right now. And I'm just like, you see, this is what I like. <laughs> I like teaching people and then them violently surpassing me. And uh, I can do the same for you. If nothing else, okay. I can be like, here's your. this is what you're wanting to do for a character. Here's the basic progression and some like general guidelines. Mm-hmm. And um, Yeah, I probably want to light touch on it, um, honestly, because I like doing things myself and figuring things out myself a lot, doing yeah. my own builds. Um, that's kind of what turned me off the other time. I was like, I feel like I have a good thing going. And people are like, no, so you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you have made and mistakes, like, and here's why. Um, and, and what I'm I like, would uh, also, I was doing it wrong, but I'll I'll get into that when we get into that. Yeah, we'll get into some of that stuff. Uh, okay, um, so yeah, cool. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. All right, bye.